So let me ask you this. What do you feel about um like Christians going to clubs and all that? Because that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I I just want to see what you had to say about this when it comes to representation. It, it is something that we should consider. Yeah. Because up until, like I said, that life changing moment, me, um, I, don't, I don't know if you want me to put your name in it. That's fine, but, girl. Okay. I'll <laughs> be our other friends. We fine going to party because I mean, we not really club people, we just like to go to parties. But you know, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm going there for fun, you know, dance with your friends, whatever, do a little bit of compa, do a little bit of a zonto, go home, have a good time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We, you know, we personally never really thought that deeply about it because my friends, we don't, don't get drunk. We don't smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't go there to, 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 I don't know what everybody goes to clubs to do. We don't do that stuff. <laughs> Just go have a good time. For husbands. <laughs> What'd you say? We're not looking for husbands there. I did. I'll find someone at the, at the party. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> but we personally didn't really see so much of a problem with that just because we are kind of always going on being a light in a dark place. And we're like, it doesn't matter where we go. We're still Christian. If we're at a party and God said, go pray for that girl, we will go and pray for that girl. It's not that we flip flop and like, it's oh, I'm just Christian um, on Sunday and then the rest of the week, I'm whatever I want to be. No. no. It was never like that. No. So for us, we, we thought we were just in our little special boat. And it's not so much that now that um, going to parties occasionally, like we, we don't even go every week. Huh? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we go maybe once a month and we go to a party. Some, sometimes we even plan to go to parties. God said, no, you're going to just stay here. Have a girl's yeah. night. Just talk about me. until That's five. happened like what? Twice? Two? Three times. Three times? Times. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to go out somewhere. No, you're not. You're going to stay right here and just talk about me all night to five in the morning. Nope. I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's not like parties are not an idol to us. So it wasn't until recently. It's it's not like I said, it's not the, the, the thing is that parties are a problem for us that we get out of ourselves that we start drinking we get drunk we smoke we whatever you know go home with guys we don't even do all that it's just now it's not so much of that but it's god's trying to take us to the next step so we have to really consider representation we have to really be aware of ourselves is it something that at least i'm still battling with probably my friends probably because it's we you know we're gonna keep it real we're not gonna sit here and just be those christians like oh don't go to clubs don't do this don't do that no we battle with it too (laughs) and it's it's just difficult because you know we we struggle with this trying to find a balance between being able to be ourselves and being able to represent properly that's the yeah. biggest battle. It's like, like Dami said, she has a crude sense of humor. That's just who she is. I'm telling you, Dami would just like she's very, she's very odd. She's a very odd girl. But can she just be doing be odd everywhere? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. The things that she says, I can't even say it on this podcast. And she just says it just to say it. Why? I don't know. Something's wrong with this girl. But you know, that's who she is. 
And it's just kind of a battle, like, well, this is who I am. I like my sense of humor. But at the end of the day, is that going to lead people astray? You know, is that going to mislead people, misguide people? It's just critical questions that you have to ask yourself. And I'm sorry. I know y'all kind of came on this podcast to get all the answers. Ain't nobody got all the answers. No. <laughs> I like, we still struggling ourselves. I mean, it's just perseverance. And also, you know, we, we um, look at some people who are Christians and it's like, okay, they don't curse. They don't drink. Um, I don't know. They fast every single day. Like just, just on some crazy level of Christianity. And you can't even compare yourself to that person because that person could have been a Christian for 10 years, 20 years. You don't know what that person went through. <laughs> you don't know what that person went through in their life and their journey, their own journey. Because you could have just been starting off as Christian and be like, oh, I can't be Christian because there seems like there's so much rules and you can't do this and you can't do that. But ultimately, it's your own walk. Like, you know, I think I'm going into the next question. So that's why like, I'm kind of holding myself until we talk about it. But you know we're gonna get there. We, exactly. We gonna, you out here jumping. That, that, that's, like, that's how it is. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but no, I. Yeah, it's. I mean, for me, definitely, it's something. You know, I've expressed it a lot to you, particularly about representation, and about being. I don't know. Like, it's a fine balance about being yourself because, okay, you are. You know, you don't want to represent yourself one way, but in some ways you almost feel like you're cheating yourself. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're not being true to yourself. So I don't know. Like it's just a lot of work. That's why I feel so important to really work with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and really bring up these issues with God. And you get what I'm saying? So he can direct you in the right way, because at the end of the day, I'm a very humorous person. That's not going to change. I'm not going to change that about myself. I'm not going to pretend like I don't like to go out. I'm not going to pretend like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, I am who I am. However, there's always room for growth. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of, I guess, working with God on how to grow and what areas to to grow because i feel like my humor has really helped me and how my personality is <laughs> because at the end of the day i'm able to relate and talk to people on a normal level yeah i don't use these and thous i don't you know these and thous i don't i don't do all that that, that thing yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very I'm, truly I'm, i tell you yeah like i mean and we say that just as like jokes <laughs> but i'm not i'm not that type of individual who you know i, I am who i am and i feel like for me, I don't know. Like, I've been able to connect with people, especially about Christ, just being my authentic self. I feel like God kind of fine-tunes your personality and uses that as a device to really reel people in. Because true, at the true. end of the day, he really needs people to move. You know, God doesn't... I always tell my friend, I say, you know, God isn't going to just reach his hand from heaven and help you. He needs to move through a vessel. He needs to move through people. So if you're willing and you have that fire personality, he can use that. You can still be the same person that you are, but fine-tuned. Like, I love, I think I was talking to you about Paul earlier, how he was, you know, Paul Paul was a thug. Okay, let's just call it what it is. He was a thug, okay? Like, <laughs> homeboy just didn't, like, he, he speaks with love, but yet, you know, in his tone, he's very abrupt. He's very sharp. He's very, you know, so... You know, thank God he wasn't persecuting people anymore. God was able to use that, his personality or the way he represents himself or his demeanor to really start winning so many different churches um, across the across the world. So, 
even um even Isaiah that ah, was my darling Isaiah something hmm. and like that man was very profane I'm sorry very this 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 little watered down version of the Bible that people are reading like you need to see what Isaiah used to say yeah he was it's something you just can't even read <laughs> to like the church today it's a little kid it, it was just some some gritty some graphic things that he would say like some some uh, yeah. just look it up <laughs> but I uh, look it up to your own research <laughs> yeah I mean for me um I had a very good friend who gave me a Tanakh um, for most of you that don't know, that's the Jewish um, word. And I like to compare the Old Testament sometimes to the Tanakh. And the way that we see words written in the, our Bible is totally different than mm-hmm. it is in the Tanakh. Because the Tanakh is it's, it's so pure. <laughs> like they try to translate it in the best way. They try to euphemize it. Yeah, like it's 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 it's, 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 it's 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 so you know because we have so many different versions um in the bible but stock is just so straightforward and the language is so different so like she said like i love isaiah last summer i spent literally all summer reading about him and you know what he did and he was very vulgar and i know a lot of people won't like to hear that but he He was. was vulgar okay he was vulgar vulgar Isaiah cursed. <laughs> like Why Isaiah cursed. What in the world? Was, just his analogies. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, do research on him or just all the different prophets and you'll see like, you know, sometimes it's good to like, you know, look up things in Google and just do a little bit of research or find other resources. It was gritty. Yeah. He's just very Yeah, you know, God just used his personality for, for what he needed to do. You know, he represented himself. You know, everybody knew he was a man of God. But somehow, some way, God was able to use whatever he brings to the table for him to really reach out to his people and also to us. Definitely. And I have a side note. If you want to to know God's personality, I I suggest you read Isaiah. (laughs) If you really want to know the God that you serve and the way that he thinks and the way that he operates, and I would definitely suggest reading Isaiah. Definitely. Well, we spoke on representation. I think the next thing, because you were getting into, you were getting into it, and I could see. Um, so I didn't want to go too far. It's know? okay. It's okay. So when it comes to representation, um, you know, having conversations with people, a lot of people don't want to. Um, give their life to Christ or really follow with Christ because they feel like they have to change everything about them. But the minute they give their life, I can't be the person who I am. I can't like the same things I like. I can't, which is true in a way, but that leads me to the next thing about transformation. What does that mean? Like, Yes, you can give your life to Christ, and some people feel like they're forced, but that's not the case. There's, I've realized there's something else that happened. So let's speak about transformation. Like, what does that mean? Okay. Well, I was about to get into that. But <laughs> transformation, and when people say that, oh, uh, they feel like, you know, they have to change and this and that, you do. <laughs> it's it's the truth. I, I'm sorry. Like, actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not, I'm not sorry. I'm unapologetic. But true, you know, when you do, okay. Well, let, let me kind of rewind. 
I was kind of battling with the understand when I first um, got saved. I was battling with the whole notion of, um, it, it says twice in the New Testament. First it says, faith without deeds is dead, right? Um, I think it says in James, don't know exactly what verse. And it says, just as the body without a soul is dead, faith without deeds is old. Um, also dead, right? Okay. But then they have like another verse. I don't know exactly where, but it's like through faith alone you're saved. And I'm like, how? Because I, I was bad. I was struggling. I'm trying to understand. Because I'm like, just because you believe in Jesus Christ, that means you're saved. You have to do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you can't just say, I'm like, demons believe in Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Like, how how can you just say that? Oh, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm like, okay. People say they believe in God, but I'm like, they just sit down and they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I came to the realization that those two scriptures support each other. Because if you read a little behind it, um, in James, it, it talks about it's not just that you do works and that represents your faith or that, that that's your faith. It's through true faith, true faith produces good works. So no one can say that I've been saved. I have true faith in Jesus Christ and they're not transformed because it's impossible. Because you, if you are really saved, if you have true faith, you will produce good fruit. It's a byproduct. Your works are a byproduct of your faith. It's not the other way around. Like I, I told Donnie that, you know, people think that like as Christians, we're very, very impatient with other Christians who are on different paths that we are. We're like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. But it's not that you change your behavior and then your inwards change. No, it's an inward out transformation. It's you get transformed. Your heart is transformed. And because your heart is transformed, you just naturally produce good works. If you are saved by Jesus Christ and you have faith and God is with you and God is blessing everything that you're doing, you will naturally just want to, you know, try to see people saved. It it brings you joy to see people saved. It brings you joy to do God's work and to do God's will. You you know what I'm trying to say? So if it's not just like, oh, you have to, um, how do I say just ascribe to a certain rules and regulation because there's only so much of our understanding that we we understand. Like the, it, it can't just be, oh, women, you can't wear this or, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. Because honestly, if someone would have told me when I first became Christian, like, oh, you know, you can't do this. Like you can't go to the parties. You can't do this. You can't do this. I'm like, well, why? Like, if me, okay, so let's say if I did stop doing all that when I just got saved, I would not really understand why I did that. It's not because Holy Spirit told me to. It's because you told me to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not really, I, I'm just kind of going and it, it becomes empty. Can you imagine just living life and just abiding by certain rules and just not even knowing why? Like, it, it sounds almost like a, <laughs> I'm sorry, if, if people from this <laughs> You know, countries are listening. It just sounds like communism or something. Like, it doesn't even sound. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's just, wait. I I don't know exactly how to explain it, but you you have to be transformed from the inward out. So 
yes, I know some people have the best intentions when they say, oh, you know, your shirt is too low and this and this and this. But even if I was to dress modestly, quote unquote, your, your version of modesty, head to toe, covered up. There's some of some women in the church who dress modestly. I'm like, you can still get raped. You you can still. It's not just for your protection. It's because of your representation. It's because inwardly you said, I have to represent God better. And I don't want other people to stumble because of how I look. And you take it upon yourself. You're bearing your own cross. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, it's not just, oh, everyone in church is doing it. I'm going to do it too. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just kind of floating. I have to obey all the rules or what? Yeah, no, no, we're, we're not bound to rules. Rules are what killed <laughs> Jesus. Rules are the reason Jesus Christ came and he died anyways. Religion, the law, all of that is what even killed Jesus Christ himself. So I'm not saying that we should not, um, I, I don't know, like I, I'm not saying don't obey the law and just go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying listen to the Holy Spirit because everyone's path is different. Right. So when the Holy Spirit convicts you, listen to the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit has to convict you. Right. I think it was Paul. I don't know where he said it, but it was like, if you feel the convict, like if you don't listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, then you're sinning. Yeah. Because what might work for me may not work for you. Mm -hmm. My struggles may not be your struggles. For example, I know a lot of women don't wear jewelry. It shouldn't be a thing, a cultural thing in the church because you feel like if you don't wear jewelry, you know, God is going to love you more. No, it should be something (laughs) that you yourself and God have made a decision, maybe because you idol jewelry more than you. You know what I'm saying? Like some women, you know, their offer isn't right. They're not going to church. Yeah, you know, or you know, they idolize something, material things more. So they're sacrificing that to let God know, hey, um, I, you know, I care for you more than I care for this thing. That should be a reason, not necessarily because I come somewhere and, oh, you can't wear this because God doesn't like it. Yeah, Ooh, what? Yeah, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> like that's why it's so important to have a relationship because at the end of the day, you can be like, God didn't tell me that. Or you can take what that person is saying and check with God that, hey, is this something that you you want me to look further into? And he can confirm with you yes or no. And however he speaks to you is how you'll, how you'll know. But the rules and regulations, we have to stop. Because what you're doing is you're just people are putting on a facade. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a facade. You're just transforming yourself on the outside, but the inside is not transformed. Mm-hmm. And eventually whatever is in the inside is going to seep out. It's yep. going to come out. And that's why we're so amazed when people, such good people have done bad things in the church. <laughs> we're so amazed. But you've made people, the church has made people find and yeah, to this thing. You know, some people will say you can't drink. And that's fine. If you personally don't want to drink, that's fine. But don't condemn somebody else who does. Don't do that. Because for them, they might not struggle with that. They like to have a cup of wine or they like to do whatever they want. But for you, you don't want to do that. And that's fine. But don't condemn the next person and say they're sinning because they're drinking. Where is that? Drunkness <laughs> is sinning. Because now what you're doing is you're idolizing <laughs> alcohol more than you're, than you're glorifying the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're idolizing that thing. Because somebody who's drunk, you know, they, they, maybe they feel that they need to drink to live life. Or that sustains them. But than that, I mean, a glass of wine is good. That's why they always drink wine in the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
if you drink a glass of wine occasionally, I mean, it's wine. Like, it's like, what, 13% alcohol? So like, one glass of wine? You'll be all right. <laughs> it's good for your heart. <laughs> but it's just like, don't condemn the next person for the things that you have been convicted about. Mm-hmm. You know, let that person be transformed within themselves first, you know, and then you guys, you know, you bounce ideas off of each other, you know, talk, conversate about these things. It shouldn't be so rigid sometimes. Mm-hmm just really shouldn't we should be more encouraged by each other not necessarily um you have to do this or god won't see you or you know yeah Mm -hmm. like even with clothes too like i think i was i was telling you or telling somebody about clothes like when it comes to modesty i'm so glad you talked about that because what i see modest somebody else might not see modest Mm -hmm. and my modesty like somebody could still say in me being modest that i'm not modest enough Mm-hmm. I could wear a long skirt and it could be up to my ankles and somebody could say I'm still revealing it a lot or somebody could be what do they what does the Bible say the term like um fall um you know you know what I'm saying like they fall to sin or whatever like you know or they <laughs> feel, feel some type of way or what you're wearing and this side or another like let the person grow into their own Mm-hmm. Let the person grow into their own. They will, like, in their building, and it's true, we will produce the fruits. Like, we don't have to question. Like, I love Erwin McManus. I, I've been telling you about him for the past couple of days. Like, I love him because he doesn't even call his church Mosaic Church. He calls it Mosaic because he's, like, in his mind, he wants people to know it's a church by the fruits they produce. I don't mm-hmm. need to announce myself. You know, I tell people I'm a Christian. I say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, so you understand. But you'll know by my fruit. You'll know. If you have to question if you're a Christian, you're doing something wrong. Exactly. (laughs) I don't need to, you know, ponder and ask. Like, I will know by the way you speak, the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. There's a transformation that happens. Therefore, it shouldn't be a thing where I'm forced to do something. Let the Holy Spirit convict me about it. Let God talk to me about it. Or be a good brother and sister and bring it to my attention. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you can always, you know, correctify your brothers and sisters in Christ. You can do that, but do it with love. Not like, let's not create robots. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're so shocked and people in the church do bad things. We're just so shocked. But it's like, this is what was in them this whole time. But they I'm felt sorry. like they had to live up. Sorry? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just said that they felt like they had to live up to some idea of what it means to be a Christian. Some, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Some image. And that's why so many people are deterred from the church. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be a part of the church because they feel like I have to look like that person. But why? You uniquely are yourself. You by yourself, there's nobody like you and there never has been somebody like you and there never will be. So mm-hmm. God will work with you if you're willing to let him work with you. Yep. Don't mind what the, you know, auntie in church or whatever is saying. <laughs> like, can you imagine I was sitting in church one time? I'll never forget. I was 16. I was sitting there. My legs weren't even open. I don't know. I don't know if my, <laughs> my, my skirt wasn't even that short. She said, she just came to me. She put a scarf over my leg. She said, save it for your husband. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, my mom didn't even tell me I look bad because my mom is the biggest critic when it comes to clothes. So I'm like, if I was, if Shola allowed me to walk out of the house looking like this, I'm fine. So I, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, to each, his, to each his own, yes, but there's a transformation that has to happen first before 
you can just, you know, try to live up to a certain standard. But you have to be open. You just have to be open for God to really work with you on that. And that's just the truth. Yeah. That's just the truth. What I was going to add, though, I'm glad that you brought that up. Because um, I, I was surfing the web and, and I like to look up Christian themes. I don't know how I stumbled here. Oh, no, I think you posted the article. I'm not sure. But it was an article about um, how Christians are uh, well, hypocrites. Was, was it that one? It was just basically saying that how a lot of Christians, they hide who they are. Yeah. They can't properly get convicted just because they have to live to this facility they can't be transparent in the church because it's like oh what are you doing it's like he was saying how he was um somewhere and he had a beer or whatever just hanging oh, out yeah mm-hmm. yeah just hanging out with friends and someone from the church said oh you're drinking alcohol you're sinning this i don't remember what exactly the article was maybe you can post it on your blog tommy but mm-hmm. he was like okay since then he couldn't even put up like be real and be put put up a picture of him drinking because he was afraid that someone was gonna say something, you know, and someone was gonna, oh, but you're drinking, but whatever. So a lot of times in the church, is what Dami is saying that we create robots. Like people are afraid to be transparent for the fear of being judged, and it's like that doesn't leave room for the Holy Spirit. That doesn't leave room for correction. If no one knows that you're struggling with something. How can anyone help you? It's like closed mouths don't get fed, but it's unfortunate because like, let's say someone is struggling with lust. I don't know. Let's just keep it simple. Lust, right? But they're in the church and the church is very strict, very, everyone looks like whatever. Um, well, before I get into that, there's, there's um, a saying that I heard and it always stuck with me that church is not supposed to be a museum of the perfect. It's supposed to be a house for the broken, right? I mean, a hospital, a hospital for the broken, so you go into church, everyone seems perfect, everyone, no one's sins are tatted on their sleeve or anything or on their chest, you don't know whatever, everyone just seems perfect in the church. you struggling with lust, but you can't openly come out and be transparent for the fear of being, um, okay, for the fear of being judged or anything like that. So then you have people who have children out of wedlock or something it's like how did that happen they're in the church what 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 because the thing is that they're in the church but since that they're conforming to just like a set of behaviors and not really like their heart is getting transformed it's like well they couldn't really be even open in the church and be like hey i'm struggling with this or i'm struggling with that for the fear of being condemned you know for the fear you know just getting torn apart (laughs) and just like, oh, but you're not perfect. How are you not perfect? Uh, And then people start gossiping, all that crazy stuff. So it was just really eye opening because I'm like, that's the truth. Like, that's why people are so shocked. Like, oh, how did this person end up doing this or this and this? Like, you'd be seeing sometimes on Investigation Discovery Channel that some people who are murderers, rapists, all that, they're in the church. Like, how, how, does he, how, does, how do these things even happen? You know, and people are just always like, oh, but he was a good guy. There's no one good on earth. Nobody's good. Everyone is struggling with something. So whether that's your personal sin that you have to work through and let the Holy Spirit really move, just really listen to the Spirit. Don't be so um, confined that I have to act a certain way 
only act if the spirit is convicting you like it, it should just be a byproduct like let god transform your heart because from the heart everything flows right is that what right. it says in the bible from the heart everything flows so you can change your behavior but something is still there that you have to work on so just be cognizant of that guys planties can i say that oh god Planties. <laughs> <laughs> Planties. Planties. Maybe we'll try that. We'll try that. Okay. I appreciate you for bringing that up. Definitely something we need to think about as a body. And it all has everything to do with representation for anybody who's wondering. Um, You know, I don't think I've ever heard many people talk about this type of thing. I think we really talk about just rules and blah, 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 blase, blase. So I'm so happy that you would come and talk with us about this topic in which we find really interesting especially our group of friends we talk about it a lot a lot a lot that's all we talk about god it's all true. day every day it's that's true. It. It's true. <laughs> that's what happens with all your close friends are christians <laughs> and we're normal we're normal people you yeah know, we're not you know crazy here you know <laughs> <laughs> radical <laughs> <laughs> so all right i have one more question for you and i think this is gonna be something that i'm gonna do with every person that i invite on the podcast so um what advice would you give to a believer struggling in their walk and you've given a lot of advice by the way but just is there something in particular that you would want somebody to know who's struggling yes that today is a new day <laughs> no, okay, I'll elaborate. But sometimes we have, some people have the ability to like self-condemn themselves and be like, oh, I'm not perfect. Oh, I fall, I fell, blah, blah, blah. God hates me. I can't do it. It's like, you fell, okay. You know it was wrong, okay. Get back up. It's like, be encouraged. Oh, no matter what's going on, you'll make it hot. You know, like, oh, I can't sing. But stay encouraged. Because it, God never said it was going to be easy. He just said it was going to be worth it. So if you fall down, it's fine. Not that it's fine, but, you know, it's okay. Just, you, you, you know what's wrong now. That's it. You learned. Get back up. Keep pushing. You didn't read your Bible yesterday? Read it today. You didn't pray yesterday? Pray it today. <laughs> you know, like, every day is a new day. And also, it's important to make goals. So if you're struggling with maybe stagnation, Try to um, set certain goals for yourself. Okay, I want to finish reading the book of Isaiah in two months or something. Or I want to make a goal to go to church every Sunday this month. Like, you know, sometimes like we, we, we try to go like so above and beyond. But like start simple, start small. Um, one thing I heard from the, the Bible study I went to on Wednesday is that there's a difference between trying to be a good Christian and training to be a good Christian. It's just like, <clears throat> like let's say you're a husband, like you can try to be a good husband or you can train to be a good husband. When it comes to Christianity, it's not something you just try. You have to train and actually keep at it. You know, like e- even if you feel like you fell off, but you already know you fell off. You, 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 you're, <laughs> if that's your question and you're cognizant that you fell off, what can you do to get back on? Start small. Just read the Bible right there. You're not doing nothing. You read. You you listen to a podcast. As soon as this podcast is over, you press end. 
read one chapter in the Bible, open the Bible and read it. <laughs> you know, sit there, do a simple prayer. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Like, how can I get closer to you? Just make an effort. That's what God's looking for. He's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for who's available, who's willing, who's able. He doesn't want you to be perfect. I know sometimes we think, oh, he want, you know, no, 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 no. He knows we're not perfect. He knows we're going to fail. He knows we're going to stumble. He just wants you, like, th there's just so much to do. Like, don't feel bad. There's so many other people who are in the same situation, the same position that you are. And he's not, he, he just wants his children back. And honestly, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. There's just not enough people who are available. That's just what he wants, available. Like, he can turn your wrongs into rights. There's so many people that were, lived a life of sin, did all that stuff, and God made, it was still for God's glory at the end of the day. They're able to speak on all the stuff that they've been through, be relatable, and still help people and, you know, help populate God's kingdom. So stay encouraged. Keep, today's a new day. Today is a new day. Once you get off this podcast, just pray. Simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't have to go go get the elders from the village. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> just sit there and just pray. Pray and open your Bible and read. That's it. Simple. So that's my, that's my um, advice. You know, don't beat your head. Don't beat yourself up. It's okay. It's okay. Just keep pushing forward. Stay encouraged. Yep. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep. I agree with everything you say. See, that's why I love these people. These are people that I surround myself with. So I, <laughs> I appreciate you definitely for coming on the podcast. And that concludes our episode of Representation. So thank you so much for listening. And yeah. we hope to see you or let you listen again because <laughs> i can't see you, you. again planties oh my god right make that thing planties Woo! maybe i might do that just because of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i might do that just because of you <laughs> Hi, all, right. Planties. all right guys bye bye